Hi everyone, welcome back to Dear Younger Me. My name is Jamie and I am the channel host. I am really excited to be talking to you today because God just wants me to tell you that he loves you very, very much. And that's kind of all I have at the moment. Um, you know, for those of you who are trying to find purpose in your life and don't really know where to go, or maybe you're already a Christian and you're trying to discern God's voice and ask him for help and you're making a big major life decision, it can be really helpful when you have the God of the universe talking to you and speaking to you, um, at least in my experience. And I feel like yeah, today I just want to make, well, kind of share my story on how like my life has changed and been impacted just by walking with God and hearing God and listening to God. Yeah, so I think that's what today is going to be about. So the first time, I remember the one of the first times I've ever heard God speak to me was, this was when I graduated college and I was riding the bus to work. I didn't have a car back then. And so <clears throat> I was riding on the bus and just daydreaming about like having, owning a big mansion, having my own car, all of these materialistic things. And, you know, just dreaming about the, all the staircases that my house would have. Cause my mom and I didn't grow up with a lot of money. And for me, that was a really big dream to just be rich. And I distinctly remember God, or I just heard this voice. I heard this voice out of nowhere. And it said, in my father's house, there are many rooms. And I was like, whoa, like, did God just speak to me? And sure enough, uh, that is a verse in the Bible. Um, I don't remember exactly where, but it's one, in one of the gospels. And it's basically Jesus talking about like, you know, like I have prepared a place for you in my father's house. So I will come back and get you, meaning that I already have an eternal home in heaven and he has not forgotten me. In fact, the Holy Spirit is the guarantee of my salvation and he lives in me. And when the end times come, Jesus is going to come back for me. And so that was one of the first times that I heard from him. And now, even now, you know, that was five years ago, like God continues to speak to me on a regular basis. And he continues to um, just whisper things to me in the middle of the night or even when I'm doing dishes. And all that to say, like, I just want to let you know that having a personal relationship with God is personal. He is not just this big guy in the sky and you lob up some prayers and you hope that he answers it, but rather it's, it's very, very intimate. Like I'll tell him things that I've never told anyone before, or he'll help me process through things that I'm like, whoa, I had no idea that I was struggling with that. Or I had no idea I was angry at that person or why I was angry at that person. And so, you know, communing with God, talking with God, it's not just like it's not just a religion that will make you feel good or tell you all the right things to do and what not to do so that you can have a good life on this earth. And it's not even just so that you can go to heaven. I feel like 
the purpose of having a relationship with God is, yes, to glorify Him and to tell others about Him, about Jesus and all the amazing things that He's done for you in your life, but it's also to like live a life that is um, where God, where you can work with God to make your dreams come true um, and his dreams as well. Because the more you walk with God, the more aligned your will is going to be with his. And I really believe that he has placed God-sized dreams in each and every single one of us that he wants to fulfill with us. Our God is not a boring God. He does not just tell us to behave and demand things out of us. In fact, I i mean, Jesus in the Bible says he came to give us life and life abundantly, right? And nowadays we just think of Christianity as, okay, I'm just going to do X, Y, and Z and it's going to give me a good life. And it that seems so boring and really it's legalistic. And that's honestly what Jesus came to abolish in the first place, right? Like the Pharisees and the Sadducees were being so legalistic that they didn't even care about the relationship part of being with God. And so what I mean by having a relationship with God is kind of like how you have a relationship with anybody in your life. Um, Like think about your best friend, right? You look forward to spending time with them. You can't wait until the next time you see them. When you're together, you have fun, you laugh, you share inside jokes, you talk, you talk to them about what's going on in your life, you ask them for advice, um, and then you also sacrificially love them and you offer them advice. And and it's a very, yeah, it's, it's a relationship. It's just knowing that person, falling more in love with that person, knowing their strengths and weaknesses, and and also being known by them and them knowing your strengths and weaknesses and you trusting each other that you won't hurt each other. And I think that is what having a relationship with God is like. You, at least for me, right? Like I'll wake up and usually when I wake up, the one of the first things he asks me is like, how did you sleep? And I'll say like, oh, like I still want to go back to sleep or like, oh, like not that good or like, oh, I wish I slept more. And so then as I go throughout my day, he'll, he'll be like, well, why don't you sit on the couch and um, spend time with me? Why don't you pray in tongues? Why don't you, um, you know, watch this video or just like read this verse? It's a very, like he'll suggest things to me and I can always say no, but 100% of the time, whenever I do say yes, it's always life-giving. It always gives me joy or it brings me revelation that I'm like, oh, like, so that's what happened yesterday. That's why I was feeling like this. And so then, you know, having a relationship with him is just like talking to him, spending time with him when I'm eating, with him, when I'm doing homework, when I'm making this video. Even now, like, I feel like he's telling me things to talk about. This is all unplanned, guys, all unplanned. And I'm really just speaking as I'm hearing him speak to me. And so even though he's not physical, um, and that's not to say that like you can't see Jesus. And I think there are times when Jesus does just show up to you and you can see him visibly, even though he's not physical, I, he lived like the Holy spirit, which is also God lives inside of me. And I, I know what his heart feels like because he is in me and he knows what my heart feels like. 
and it's it's a constant dialogue with him. And it what that looks like is um, it's a very oftentimes it's a very still, gentle, small voice, and it'll kind of be spontaneous in a way. And I want to read this verse to you guys just to let you know kind of like the nature, the nature of God's voice. And so God's voice is gentle and still. And so in 1 Kings 19, 11 to 13, it talks about an Old Testament prophet named Elijah who was serving during the reign of King Ahab in the 9th century BC. He was running away from Jezebel, uh, King Ahab's wife, because she was going to kill him. And when he was sleeping in a cave, God spoke to him. So verse 11 says, the Lord said, go out and stand on the mountain in the presence of the Lord, for the Lord is about to pass by. Then a great and powerful wind tore the mountains apart and shattered the rocks before the Lord. But the Lord was not in the wind. After the wind, there was an earthquake, but the Lord was not in the earthquake. After the earthquake came a fire, but the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire came a gentle whisper. When Elijah heard it, he pulled his cloak over his face and went out and stood at the mouth of the cave. Then a voice said to him, What are you doing here, Elijah? So after the wind, the earthquake, and the fire, God shows up in a form of a gentle of a gentle whisper. And so, you know, after reading that story, I realized God has a loving and soft voice, and that's that's his nature, you know, because he is a God that's full of mercy, full of love, um, loving kindness. He is abundant in loving kindness. And so sometimes, um, yeah, he just whispers to you. And oftentimes he gets pretty loud too when he's like, I need you to do this right now, or I want you to do this right now. But yeah, look for, look for what that, um, for that's, like soft, gentle voice, which is why it's really important for you to spend time in the word and seeking him. And just like, as you read, at least for me, I feel like as I read, um, the Bible, like I'll hear different voices in my mind of like what each of the authors sounds like. So for instance, when I'm reading through the gospels and I'm reading all the things that Jesus says, I feel like there's a different voice in my mind. Um, than when I'm like reading Paul's words. And so as you get yourself acquainted with that, like you'll naturally be able to hear him kind of like in your everyday life. Um, let's see. Okay, so with all that said, you know, like why is it important to have a relationship with God, right? I mean, I think it's also, it's just like amazing to be able to talk to the God of the universe, like literally sitting here on a couch. And it's amazing because he directs my steps. And especially when I'm going through a rough time or when I'm like, when I have a big decision, like job changes or even um, like dating or, or like friendships, or even if you're in school, kind of like what college to go to, like asking him and just having a conversation with him, like he'll walk you through all of those decisions. He'll ask you like, you know, why do you want to do this? Why do you want to take this job? Is it because it makes a lot of money? Um, and then he'll also ask you like, is it going to affect your spiritual health? I found out 
that whenever I go to him with a hard decision, he'll ask me questions. He's never going to tell me. Um, I mean, sometimes when I'm like, okay, God, like, what do you think is the best? He'll be like, oh, this is the best. But oftentimes he asks me questions to help me understand the intentions of my heart so that when I understand like the desires and intentions of my heart, then I can make a decision um, from that place. Like I remember one time um, I was trying to decide like what internship I should I should take this was in college and one of them was back home in Seattle but it wasn't like I it didn't it made like I think ten dollars less an hour than the other job that I could have gotten and the other job was you know way more prestigious like the company itself and I just like remember feeling like God wanted me to come back to Seattle, um, even though logically it made more sense for me financially and like corporately to, to take the other job. Um, I took this job because I, it just like, the only reason why I wanted to go to the other place was for the money. And so just asking God, bring that to him and him revealing to me that, um, that greed. And then I chose to come back here and that was the summer I found my home church and for the, you know, past four years, uh, that's where I went. And so it's like God will oftentimes ask you questions to help you figure out what you need to do next. And it's always so soft, so gentle. And he asks questions like any counselor, like any amazing therapist, but like the best therapist would. Like they, he asks you questions where I'm like, I didn't even think about that. And so it's like, even if you were to go to your best friend, like your physical best friend, um, they don't even have all the wisdom that God does because God is like the creator of wisdom and he, (laughs) he gives out wisdom liberally. And so that's kind of like one perk of, of spending time and having a personal relationship with God. Um, another one is, is it's fun. I think, you know, YouTube has been on my heart for a really long time. And I think that's something that God has placed in my heart for me to have like 50,000, 100,000, however many subscribers. And every single day now, I feel like in this season, he's telling me, you know what, like, I'm going to bless you. I'm going to, um, like, like I have great plans for you, like plans that you can't even imagine. And so all of these things seem impossible, right? Without him, like having going from like a thousand subscribers to 50,000 subscribers and beyond and launching my own brand and writing a book, like all of those things are God, um, like God sized plans and dreams that I cannot do without him. And so it's like, as you partner with God, he'll reveal to you what are those dreams in your heart, whether it's to be an entrepreneur, whether it's to start a school, you know, like whatever it is, like don't limit God to, to, okay, I'm going to work nine to five and I'm going to make 60K a year and have a good family and that's it. Like, no, he's so much bigger than that. Like he, he made King David who was uh, like the, the youngest son of a shepherd man and he was a shepherd and he took care of sheep. Um, he, and God made him a king, right? And he made him a man after his own heart. And, and he wrote all the Psalms and it's, or most of the Psalms and, um, yeah. And like King David, that's where, that's like King David's line, a lineage is where Jesus came from. And so it's like, God has really, really big plans for you. 
And as you walk with him, you get to start unraveling what those plans look like. Like in the season, like yesterday, God told me like, you know, I want you to make a hundred YouTube videos for the next a hundred days. And I think I'm finally in a season where I'm ready to be like, okay, I can do that. And I don't know what I'm going to talk about. It's like, I'll spend time with him the morning of, and then he'll be like, okay, I want you to talk about this. And so now I'm talking about it which is to show, to let you know that God wants a relationship with you and kind of what even having a relationship looks like with him and all of the benefits of having a relationship with him, right? So number one is he helps you through all the hard decisions. Number two, he, he gives you God-sized dreams that you can fulfill with him and it's going to bring you great joy and fulfillment and purpose in your life. Um, and three, like he, he is the healer and he is, as you walk with him, he's going to heal so many emotional wounds and physical and spiritual wounds that you have accumulated in your life, like trauma, like childhood trauma, like feeling left out, feeling like you're not good enough, feeling like you're not lovable, um, feeling like nobody wants to be your friend, like all of these negative things, like he works them out with you and he purifies your heart, not just so that you can be a robot, not so that you can be a robot, but that you can be more in tune with your heart, the way that he has created you to be. And he's going to remove like all of the debris, all of the black stuff that's there all of the words that people have, all of the hurtful words that people have said to you or all of the evil things that people have done towards you, he removes that trauma by walking you through it. Like he wipes those wounds and he heals them um, by just like speaking to you through it. And he'll say encouraging things to you to help you through hard seasons. And so it's like, yeah, I mean, I think those are just the top three reasons off the top of my head of what having a relationship with him brings, like all of the good things, like, and what Jesus really meant when he said, I, I have come to give you life and life abundantly. I think it's really being free from sin, being free from all of the things that weigh heavy on your heart, all of the depression, all of the anxiety, all of the aimlessness in life not knowing what to do, um, all, all of the loneliness. Um, he really does come and he, he doesn't just speak to you, but he makes things happen. Like he'll bring people in your life. He'll open up opportunities and doors for you to go through. Um, and he's just, yeah, he just like really, really loves you guys. Um, yeah, like he sent his son, you know, to die on the cross for you, but it's it's way more than that. Um, he just loves you so much, and I just wish the world would stop, like, <laughs> villainizing him. Um, but he has so much for you, and he loves you so much, more than you could ever know, and for you know, whoever is watching this, like, please know he didn't just die on the cross. Like he didn't just send his son to die on the cross for you, but he was thinking of you before he created the world. Like he predestined you to be saved. And there's just like, uh, it's like, 
just the love that he has for you. You like it's palpable. You can feel it. Um. Yeah, I think I I want to end with um, Romans eight thirty eight. This is Paul speaking. And he says, for I am convinced and continue to be convinced beyond any doubt that neither death nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor things present and threatening, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor any other created thing will be able to separate us from the unlimited love of God, which is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. This is the Amplified Version. And I just love this verse because it that like it describes God's love for us. Like none of your negative thinking, none of your past, no sin that you've committed, no matter how heinous you think it is, like like nothing, no one can ever separate you from the love of God, from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus. Because when he died on the cross, he died for all of your past, your present, and your future sins. And he does not remember them anymore because you are covered by the blood of Jesus. And he just, when he looks at you, he adores you. You don't have to think about cleaning up or performing or being a better Christian to be loved. Like he is loved. Like he loves you and you are loved just because that, that is how he has created you. And that's how he sees you because Jesus has already done the work. You don't need to work anymore. You don't need to earn his love. And, um, yeah, I, I guess, you know, if there are any of you who want to, um, accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, I feel like God wants me to say a prayer over us, um, say the sinner's prayer. Um, yeah, so I guess, yeah, if you want to pray with me, if you want to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, um, pray with me. Yeah. Um, Dear Heavenly Father, I just thank you that you have made us in your image, that you know what are our fears, our desires, our traumas. You know us inside and out. You know the number of hairs that are on our head. You know how our bodies are made and like where we're ticklish. Um, And you speak to us and you just cover us with your love. And I thank you that there are are more people that you are going to save, that your work is not done yet, and that you just desire for everybody to be saved. And so right now, I just, um, yeah, I just want to pray along with the people who want to accept you as Lord and Savior. And so God, I just come before you today, um, March 2nd, 2023, and I just commit my life to you. I confess Ooh, I confess that Jesus Christ is my Lord and Savior and that he died on the cross for my sins and that without him, there is no way to you. Without him, there is no eternal life. And so I just give my whole entire life to you, Lord. Do with it what you will. And please, I just um, accept Jesus as my Lord and I accept him into my heart. For in the Bible, it says, if I confess with my mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord and I um, believe in my heart, then I shall be saved. Um, me, my, and me and my whole entire family. And so I even just pray for my family that they would be saved, that you would soften their hearts and draw them close to you. Show them what it's like to have a personal relationship with you. Not one where like 
someone is beating me over the head with a Bible, but one where I can experientially know you. Just like how in Ephesians 1 and Ephesians 3, um, it talks about how um, <clears throat> that like Paul prays that we would just know the love of Christ in, in our hearts. Let me just flip there right now. And so it says, so that we will begin to know what the immeasurable and unlimited and surpassing greatness of his active spiritual power is in us who believe. And then it also says in Ephesians 3, May God out of um, grant us out of the riches of his glory to be strengthened and spiritually energized with power through his spirit in our inner self, indwelling our innermost being and personality so that Christ may dwell in our hearts through our faith. And may you, having been deeply rooted and securely grounded in love, be fully capable of comprehending with all the saints, God's people, the width and length and height and depth of his love, fully experiencing that amazing endless love, and that you may come to know practically through personal experience the love of Christ, which far surpasses mere knowledge, without experience, that you may be filled up throughout your being to all the fullness of God, so that you may have the richest experience of God's presence in your lives, completely filled and flooded with God himself. Now to him who is able to carry out his purpose and do super abundantly more than all that we dare ask or think, infinitely beyond our greatest prayers, hopes, or dreams, according to his power that is at work within us. To him be the glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever. Amen. Yeah, so I just want to finish up this prayer. Um, and I ask you, Lord, that you would just... Um, show up for me that um that you would even just baptize me with your holy spirit so that there would be power in in my convictions and power in how i live my life and i just give everything to you i give you my worries my anxieties my purposeless purposelessness my loneliness um my fear my lack uh me feeling like I'm not lovable, I just give it all to you, and I receive the grace of God. I receive the joy, fullness of joy. I receive the Holy Spirit, um, and I love you, and I know you love me, and in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Yeah, so if you've prayed that prayer, um, welcome to the family. Welcome to the body of Christ. I'm really excited for what God's going to do through you, and for you, and to you, and May he just bless you and his favor be upon you and your whole entire family. And if you have testimonies to share, please comment them down on the comment section down below um, or just give me a thumbs up, whatever it is. I would love to hear it. And uh, God bless you guys. Bye.